we have a raft of data. We did a lot of cool analysis. It's sitting in an obscure scientific journal that most of those those water managers are never going to read. But there are lots of water managers in the desert southwest who are staring down the barrel of a drought. This stuff matters to them. Now, I'm going to be honest, that newsletter did not have nearly as many. I mean, that's on the low end of my open rate. But I think that's because if you're a water manager in, say, Milwaukee, you know, drought management ain't your thing, right? That's just, that's not going to be important to you. So, but it is important to those folks in California and, and Colorado and New Mexico and the places that are dealing with drought. So if they open it, I'm happy. Welcome to What Are We Talking About, a podcast produced by Water Online. Hosts Jim Laurier of Maisie Injector Company and Adam Tank of Transcend Water, a dynamic boomer millennial combo, will help you demystify how to build a better brand for your business, keep current and prospective customers engaged with your company, and ultimately grow your sales. They interview some of the most interesting and unique water professionals who have used the art of storytelling to move the needle for themselves and for their organizations. Manny Teodoro, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a long time coming, in my opinion, because I've been following you on Twitter for probably a year or so at least. And what has consistently impressed me about your online presence is that you are an academic that understands the value of branding and storytelling and content in water. And to me, that's a very rare combo. We'll get into some of the various avenues that you promote your work online through, but I think this is going to be very instructional for people who are listening and thinking, what should I be doing from a personal branding point of view? How can I better tell the story of water? So thank you so much for being on the show. Well, th- thank you, Adam. This is that's very kind of you. Uh, and you know, I, it's not something that I do necessarily consciously, at least when it comes to Twitter. But I guess it's become more conscious over time uh, that, that I'm trying to communicate in in that broader way that you just described. Uh, it it's funny. I've developed so many great relationships through Twitter, and. I think this is just another one of those, you know, people describe Twitter as this horrible cesspool of a place. I've had just the opposite experience. I found it a wonderful place to connect with people around the world who are interested in the kinds of things that, that I'm interested in. So it's, yeah. a, it's a great little place to build a community. Yeah, Manny. And I got to know you through your blog and, and, you know, I'm a big sports fan and, and I just really like your concepts, uh, the, the latest one batting 400, um, how you related that to water, uh, while back, you did uh, the prevent defense, uh, which you know resonated with me being a big football fan. So why don't we start there? Why, why don't we talk? We talk a little bit about Twitter, but let's talk about your blog. Why? Why do you make the effort to you know do a blog? It takes time, it takes effort and uh, thought process. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So the blog is is really my most explicit effort to reach an applied audience in the water community. You know, in some ways, it's not a very rational behavior. As as an academic, all of my incentives are lined up to write very scientific articles for a very narrow audience in a tiny 
sort of slice of, of peer-reviewed journals. And if I'm wildly successful, they'll be read by a half a dozen other specialists. And, and that's celebrated in my profession. And that's a good thing insofar as it does cause us to, to do really good work, right? Like a very, very rigorous, very scientific research. But in the end, I want the kind of research I do to matter in the real world. I want it to make people's lives better. And that means communicating with the people who run water utilities, who govern water utilities, who serve the water sector as, as manufacturers and vendors and consultants. And that means translating the ideas that come out of the academic research into terms that are meaningful to people who need to sort of work for a living, right? Um, not many people, even highly educated professionals who are busy working every day, have the stomach to sit down and read a 9,000 word technical document. Uh, even if it's really important, they, they just don't have the stomach for it, but they'll sit down and read 500 to a thousand words that that's, written in an engaging way that draws them in. And so the, the blog is really my most explicit effort to try to take the, the empirical, theoretical research and turn it into something that's meaningful to the applied audience. Uh, and it, it's been fun to see how the blog has, has grown in, um, in its readership. It, it now, it, you know, I started off just kind of wondering, would anybody read this thing? And like a lot of people who blog, I was late to the blog game, right? I, I didn't start writing in in 2000. I started writing like three years ago, uh, and uh, you know now nowadays I'm getting you know roughly 100 visitors a day, maybe 350 hits a day, and that's not big numbers if you're you know if you're Amazon, uh, but it it it's the right hundred people, right? It, it and I think that that's the other key to what I try to do. I'm not trying to write a mass appeal sort of blog. I'm never going to be slate.com or the Washington Post or anything. That, that's not really what I'm trying to do. Uh, it's more important to me that I reach the right hundred people every day than I reach 10,000 people who have, have no interest in or, or engagement with the water sector. But if one of those hundred people is I don't know, the head of a state regulatory agency, the CEO of a major wastewater system, uh, the, an, an investor, right? That, that's important to reach those people because those are the folks who are going to take my ideas and put them into practice. So Manny, you said you started, you feel like you started the blog game late three years ago. So anyone that's listening to this, I, I, would, I would ask them and I want to ask you, if you're thinking, hey, I've, you know, should I start a blog? Should I really put myself out there? Should I really have a social media account? Do you, was there a tipping point for you where you said definitively yes, and you would give someone advice to say, yes, you should do it? Yeah, I think I, I think I would. You know, it's it's funny in both cases. I was talked into it, both with the the social media stuff and the and the blog. Uh, one of my former students. Um, many years ago at, at Colgate, who now has a PhD and works at, in, in industry himself. Um, he was sort of pestering me for a long time to get onto Twitter. Uh, I was a latecomer to Twitter as well. Uh, and he said, like, look, this is a great place to connect with people. You really ought to get onto Twitter. And I think, oh, Twitter's just full of people complaining about the president and, you know, <laughs> and, and, it, and, and, and tweeting at athletes and celebrities, right? That's not, that's not my game. He said, no, 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 no. This is a great place to connect with people uh, who are focused on your ideas. So I finally did it. And he, boy, he was sure right. Um, really grateful for him to talk me into that. And then I have to give credit to my wife for pestering me into doing the blog. 
Uh, and I think that was more like, stop telling me about all this stuff. Uh, I'm not very interested. Why don't you tell somebody who cares? Right. So I, I started writing uh, the blog um, in part because at her encouragement, less, more seriously, it was, it was more like, look, you have all of these interesting ideas that don't really belong in academic journals. Um, there's not really an obvious place to publish this stuff. Um, besides the academic publishing process is, is agonizingly slow. You can have an important discovery and it's not going to appear in print for nearly two years just because of the way the process works. So the blog is also a way to get things going quickly. So yeah, I'd encourage people to do it. If you've got interesting things to share, uh, then you will find an audience. Uh, I think sort of it, it's kind of the, the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. There you go, Jim, another sports metaphor for you. Uh, if, if you if you put a quality product out there, people, people are going to find it. Um, all of that growth has been organic. You know, I didn't do anything to, to, to boost the blog. I think when I started... I started blogging and then I started sending the blog posts out as a newsletter, maybe about two years ago. And when I started the newsletter list, there was about 50 people. I just kind of went through my contact list and I said, who's going to care about this stuff? And I just kind of went through and you know checked it off. We're now over, I don't know, 250, 300 people on the mailing list, which is not a lot in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's a small audience, but I'll, I'll bring it back to that thing I said earlier. It's the right 350 people. I don't want to tell you who they are, but there's some pretty important people on the list. And here's the really exciting thing. I send out three, uh, I send 250 newsletters out. I get on a bad post, I'll get 450 unique opens. On a good post, I'll get between two and 3,000 unique opens. So it, somebody's reading this stuff. Uh, somebody somebody cares about this stuff. And so the advice, getting back to the long-winded answer, Adam, but getting back to your question, yeah, I'd encourage people to try it. Um, but the, I think, you know, at least in my experience, the key has been have something interesting to say. You know, and in my case, it, it's fairly easy because all I, I'm doing most of the time is taking what I'm studying empirically and theoretically and translating it into things that are, are hopefully meaningful to, uh, to a broader audience. Yeah, Manny, and I think one of the things that's, uh, that was impressive to me about the evidence of you getting the word out there is the fact that you ended up uh, testifying in front of the New Jersey Senate about some water issues. And, and so, you know, that again is, is proof that uh, you, you are being an influencer and, and your ideas are being taken uh, quite seriously. Yeah, that's, it's always, to me, the most satisfying thing. You know, there, there's some scholars who are entirely happy, you know, speaking to the narrow academic audience. I have great respect for them. Many times they're doing fabulous basic research. I'm not that smart. Uh, I, I, my, influ my, my importance, the importance of my work is ultimately going to be the way it influences the world. Uh, that, that's what I want to do. I, I always cringe a little bit at the word influencer because I sort of imagine someone taking selfies and, and doing you, YouTube videos with about, you know, makeup and products and stuff. But uh, I guess in the end, if, if influencer means influence the way the world works, then yeah, I'll, I'll embrace that, that title. Um, and yeah, the talking, talking to elected officials is always a great opportunity. Uh, that was fun and rewarding talking with the New Jersey Senate. I've had a chance to, to speak with um, state legislatures and a couple of other places too. So it's, it, it's, it's, that's the moment where you really feel like, oh my gosh, this is, 
really uh, having an influence. You're listening to the Water We Talking About podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. This podcast is produced by Water Online, the leading web-based community for water and wastewater professionals. Showcasing the knowledge and authority of industry thought leaders, Water Online provides actionable content from vendors you can trust. And now, back to today's podcast. I want to revisit a point you made very quickly, and then I want to bring back that topic on influencer because you have a, a hilarious story about being a water influencer. That, that yeah, we I do. Talk about. But uh, on your on the newsletter aspect, you mentioned that you'll send it to 250 people, and that over 400 people will will read it. Yeah, in, that's, in, and that's a bad one. So uh, a good so, one will hit. So so, yeah, so let's yeah. say, so that's a bad one. Yeah. In our world, in Gemini's world, as a vendor of a product or service in the water industry, if I send out an email to 250 people, if I get better than a 10% open rate, I am over the moon. And what you're telling me is your open rate is over 100% because people are forwarding it to other people. That's right. It's Yeah, I'd say 200% is my bad day. Um, and the good, the good days reach, you know, a, a thousand percent. So that's, I mean, that's, that's remarkable. And that's, yeah, that is- well, I, I, I don't, I want to be, I want to be very clear about this. I am not an empirical or theoretical expert on social media or, or electronic marketing. I mean, all I can tell you about is my experience. So this is, this is very feelingsy, um, what I'm about to say. Uh, but my sense is that, my readers uh, of the email and the blog appreciate the value of what they're seeing because it's new, it's different, it's original. I try really hard not to just write about my hot take on whatever the thing of the moment is. I try to give new value, try to communicate some evidence that's important to people that they would not have seen anywhere else. I think it helps a lot that it's research, not me search, right? I'm, I'm sharing information that's important to the person reading it, not important to me. I'm not telling, I'm not telling anybody, Hey, look how awesome Manny is, right? That's not the point of the blog or the, or the newsletter point of the newsletter is, Hey, here's some important information. Uh, The one that I just sent a a couple of days ago was uh, about, um, the California drought uh, in that, you know, so California is going back into a drought year. I did a bunch of analysis with some colleagues of what happened during the last drought, the 2014 to 2017 drought, and specifically what happened with enforcement of, of water use restrictions. We have a raft of data. We did a lot of cool analysis. It's sitting in an obscure scientific journal that most of those those water managers are never going to read. But there are lots of water managers in the desert southwest who are staring down the barrel of a drought. This stuff matters to them. Now, I'm going to be honest, that newsletter did not have nearly as many. I mean, that's on the low end of my open rate. But I think that's because if you're a water manager in, say, Milwaukee, 
you know, drought management ain't your thing, right? That's just, that's not going to be important to you. So, it's, but it is important to those folks in California and, and Colorado and New Mexico and the places that are dealing with drought. So if they open it, I'm happy. Uh, and so I think getting, again, long-winded to answer to you, Adam, but it's, it's providing information that people will find useful. Uh, you know, it, it, I have the advantage in the sense that my newsletter is, is really just about trying to get useful information to people. I'm not in some sense like branding or trying to, to uh, sell a product. Uh, it, it, in, it really is just about trying to take academic information that's otherwise obscured and, and make it meaningful to people. But it is important, you know, that that you are getting the word out, man, and 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 people get to know you. And that that's the point that Adam and I always try and make is that if you're just talking your product and just talking about it, it people aren't going to be engaged. But if you talk about issues and trends and things that people, I mean, like you said, I mean, the farmers out here, I'm sure they're very interested in what you had to say and the research that you did on what happened during the last drought and what they can maybe expect in this next one. Yeah, I sure hope so. You know, when I'm reading, when I get newsletters like this, I'm always interested in what's the gee whiz finding. I mean, I'm never as interested in, in like the same thing with social media. If your Twitter account is just hooray for me, and we all know there are a lot of them that are out there where, where the, the Twitter is just, hey, look how great we are. Hey, look at this great thing we did. You know, that gets boring really quickly. I mean, unless it's your cousin or like your, your, your girlfriend or something, like you don't, you don't care about that, right? But if somebody's saying, hey, here's an interesting thing I found. Here's an interesting idea. Here's some interesting evidence. I will read that stuff. And, you know, even if, if, if it's an industry, um, if uh, an industry newsletter, if it's a new company and they've got some cool new technology, but it's telling me about the thing that it does and it's not telling, telling me, look how great we are. It's more like, here's a scientific discovery. We're putting it into practice. I think that's the appeal, right? It, it's, um, tell me something I don't know. And I mean, look, people are sophisticated now. We've all seen thousands of, of online advertisements at this point. We, we, yeah, most people have, you know, who are past nine years old have a pretty good filter for, for what's, what's real and meaningful and what's just an advertisement. Um, and I think people will read stuff that they feel like is real and meaningful. Manny, you mentioned this new company, new, let's say new water startup has this great technology. They're trying to apply it to the world. You had someone reach out to you that had, that was in this exact position and something interesting happened. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. This was actually about a year and a half ago when I was still back in Texas. I just out of the blue got a got an email. Um, I didn't recognize the name. Had a but it was from a, a, a corporate email address, and I googled the company. So oh, this is an actual company. Um, they look like they're doing some interesting things. So the guy said, "Hey, do you have uh, half an hour to chat?" And I said, "Sure," because I was putting off whatever work I was supposed to be doing at the time. This is a good way to kill some time and call it productive. So uh, I agreed to talk with this fellow, and uh, he he called me up and, and we had a long conversation, which consisted mostly of him telling me about his company and this very interesting technology that they had. And I don't want to say what company it was or what the thing was, but it was really cool. And it was related to a blog post that I had written not that long ago about, about um, 
about some of the, the things that their, their technology could solve some of the problems that I was blogging about. So I thought, this is really neat. Um, and we got to the end of the conversation and I said to him, Hey, this, this sounds great. Yeah, what you guys are doing is really interesting. And I think has, has potential to help a lot of people, but I got to ask you, why did you contact me? I'm a professor. You know, I'm a, I'm a social science professor. I don't run a utility. I don't have a budget to, to buy your, your seven, eight figure product. Uh, wh- why are you talking to me? And he said, you know, we see you as an influencer. Oh, wow. It's back <laughs> to that term you used earlier, Jim. Like, again, I thought selfies and, you know, YouTube channel, that ain't me. But that, that was the first time it sort of hit me. Oh, my gosh, pe- people are reading this stuff. And there's this perception um, that, that, you know, whether for, for better, for worse, better, I hope, uh, people are reading what I'm writing and are paying attention to what I'm saying uh, to the point where, uh, you know, apparently at least one manufacturer thought that it was worth contacting me just to tell me about their, their great product. <laughs> All right. We're coming up on time. So I want to be cautious. We try to keep these at 30 minutes or less. Yeah. I, I absolutely love this conversation. I think our listeners are going to get a ton of value out of it. So the way we like to end is with the same question we ask everybody. And that is this. So Jim and I have managed to find a plane that we are allowed to fly around the world in front of every water professional. And behind that plane is a banner. And you, Manny, get a tweet's worth of characters to put any message on it and fly it in in, in front of the home of every water professional around the world. What do you want that message to say? Your superheroes stop with the secret identity. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That yeah, is fantastic. that's amazing. That's take fantastic. off the mask and let the world see how super you are. Is that good enough? I'm not dragging behind that's an airplane, it can't be too that's long, right? That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. I think we all share that sentiment. We do. We, we, I don't know if we're too humble. I don't know what the deal is about people in the water sector, but we don't talk about the incredible work that we do. We don't tell stories about the work that we do. And it's a shame because we're really doing incredible work. I mean, just Absolutely. truly amazing work and no one knows about it. You know, uh, I just finished writing a book manuscript and I'm going to, I'm going to pester you in a few months when the book's ready to come out and then I'll, then I'll pester you about hyping it. But, uh, I co-authored this with a, with a couple of colleagues. Um, we, we opened the book by talking about how water infrastructure built the American state. I mean, state, this is small S state, right? The, the, the apparatus of, of government and society. And it's really the United States went from kind of, an agrarian backwater to a global industrial power by the construction of waterworks. We eradicated disease and we built our industrial economy on water and sewer systems. And they used to be 
not just important, but the most important credit claiming opportunities for politicians because they were making real improvements in people's lives. We used to have parades. People used to run for office and, and run for reelection on the great things that they did with Waterworks. Now it's an afterthought. And what, what I think and what my co-authors and I think is that, that rebuilding trust in the state begins with literally rebuilding that infrastructure and making people realize that these humble, ubiquitous pipes are sustaining life, sustaining civilization. And hey, let, let, what we're doing is heroic. Yeah, take off the mask. Let the people see. Perfect. Right, Manny, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Like Adam said, we really feel that uh, the audience is going to get really great value from uh, uh, what you had to say and, and how you approach things. So thanks. That's my pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me uh, uh, as part of your podcast.